the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to another episode of my In Conversation podcast series. My guest today is author and motivational speaker, Carl Foster. Hello, Carl. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Hi, Nigel. It's a pleasure to be here today, to be on your podcast series. Glad to be a guest here and share my journey with your listeners. Well, the first time I met you, as I recall, was at a event I organised back in 2013, which is a long yes. time ago. So what, have yes. you been up, so what have you been up to since then? Well, that, that time was like a really exciting time in my life. Not so that life isn't exciting now, but it was, that, it was like a year after I had published um, my book. Um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Um, so I was at the, the height of just finished publishing the book and I was doing events and doing lots of talks. It was a ch- life-changing moment that I was going through back then. Um, and I remember actually being a speaker at one of at your event, um, relating to the book as well and doing uh, reading extracts. And I was just, it was just a nice moment, a really nice time. So what have you been up to recently? So recently, oh gosh, I mean, although the book came out back in 2012, um, it still has formed lots of opportunities where I've been doing some talks and doing some coaching and mentoring, um, which is what I was doing last year. And then this year was to continue the same thing. But then, as you know, um, events have occurred recently and um, things have, things have, have changed. It's just really inspired me to look at things a different way. So it hasn't hasn't um, stopped me. It's more made me, I suppose, more motivated to to try to look at new, new things and new ideas. So you've been keeping yourself occupied then. Absolutely. During the um, this this lockdown that we're under at the moment, I've just been. It's given me that space that I need to really sort of think and put together ideas and look at 2020 in terms of well, what do I hope to accomplish out of this year? What goals, what do I, what do I want to achieve? So it's, it's actually been positive in that sense, um, where it's given me that space that I need to restructure goals. I did have some goals initially at the beginning of the year, nonetheless, but with the current situation as it is, it's made me have to be, think more creatively on how to implement those goals. Well, I'm sure many of us had plans and goals for this year that have been somewhat derailed, to say the, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah. So, Carl, where did you grow up and what was it like? So I grew up in Hackney in East London. And um, gosh, so we're looking at the sort of late 70s, 80s, that sort of era um, from what I can remember. And um, it was just a different world back then lot slower pace a challenging time for me as a youngster um sort of struggling at school at that moment trying to really get through those challenges back then was there a particular reason you were struggling or finding it hard there was um challenges at home in terms of my parents were going through and i think that sort of had a sort of impact on myself and i think i was just I think back on it, I think I was just distracted, really, and not focusing on the, the schoolwork as such. And it created a delay 
ironically, it created a delay in my reading and writing. Um, and now uh, a lot of people know me as an author, but that was sort of like the least thing I thought I'd be involved involved in with you know as a kid because of disadvantages in in, in reading and writing, my academics and so on. So, what disadvantages did you have during your school years? Um, I found that there was just like a delay. You know, I remember being like seven years old and really struggling to read a book. And sometimes you're you're called up to the front of the class to read a book, and you're struggling on one word, and it's just you know was like the most humiliating (laughs) experience that I can describe. I'm sure there's like lots of young people going through it. And I I think my message to them is to just, you know, stay with it. It, You know, you can turn it around. I had to just kind of figure out a way to to turn things around because it was really challenging time. And I had the choice of either staying in that situation or really pushing myself and trying to, on my on my um, learning abilities and my skills so how did you turn it around i had to just sort of push myself i found i was challenging myself i would go home and read books try and read the books i found what what i found worked for me was the school books i found i couldn't really get my head around that i found just by reading musical books i found i, I, I had a love for music and artists that were around the time and they had like these sort of pop magazine stuff at the time and music magazines. So that motivated me to keep trying and, and so on. Um, and also my, my sister, um, my older sibling, um, she used to try and help me out as well. She used to put together these little school sort of after school stuff for me and my younger sister. Um, I'd be like daydreaming, but she, she did her best as well. So I just sort of like didn't give up and just kept kept trying. It didn't mean that I became the the um, number one um, reader in school, but um, it improved things slightly. So, Carl, what inspired you to write your first book? Right. So, in terms of writing the book, wow. Well, what happened here was a friend at work was telling me to read, was inviting me to read a book about the law of attraction which is a law of vibration as well. It's like what you think and feel, you attract to you. So if your energy is negative, you're gonna attract, you most likely will be attracting negative things into your life. And if your energy is positive, you in generally will be attracting more positive events into your life over a period of time. And um, I mean, there's so much more to it than that. But I started to learn about that and I was blown away. I was so blown away, I was starting to email people, I was, starting, I was talking to my friends, yeah, yeah, you, you got to start thinking more positive. It was all of that. I was really like, it was like somebody discussing religion for the first time, and I just want to tell everybody, tell everybody. But what's the best way to tell somebody something is a book. A book is a, is a, a good tool for communication. So I started to just write down some stuff. I, my workplace actually put me on this little grammar course to improve my grammar, not, not like creative writing or anything like that. But when the teacher would give us coursework to do to improve our grammar, I found it was coming out inspirational, it was coming out poetic. I basically discovered a new talent that I didn't, didn't know I had. So I, I found after the course had finished, I was still writing even after the course had finished. It became like a hobby. And I was, I was even like reflecting on myself thinking, gosh, imagine me actually writing as a hobby, as a pastime. But it became really something that I became so passionate with that in the end I decided to um, turn it into a book. The, the dream, the vision to write a book just came into my mind and I, I 
you know, luckily I, I went with it. I could have just sort of like threw it out. The amount of times you sort of have ideas that come in your mind, how often do you actually go with it? But I just felt something and I, I went with this one. So what is your book called and why did you choose that title? Mm, right. So the book is called Self-Made, Finding the Goodness and Greatness Within Yourself. So um, the reason why I called it Self-Made, <clears throat> it really is about the philosophy of being, being self-reliant, you know, and taking charge of your life. A lot of people misunderstand the word self-made. When you say self-made, they think, what, you're trying to say you did it all by yourself? You built your company all by yourself? Not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is it was your vision. So the vision is yours. You made that vision that I want to do X, Y, Z. It's your vision. Um, the opposite to self-made is somebody who's just floating through life and hoping to get you know, through to the other end and hoping things work out. Somebody who is self-made is somebody who's got a vision for their life where they can say, all right, I want to be doing this. I've got this idea. I've got this dream. And even if it doesn't go 100% according to plan, you always usually get some sort of progress out of your, your efforts than if you hadn't pursued the goal at all. So how long did it take you to actually write your book? So the book, I actually underestimated it really because I wrote, I started um, the book in May 2010. And I thought to myself, yeah, I want to finish this book by December 2010. And no, it didn't finish in, two, in December 2010. It actually, I actually didn't finish the writing process until around June 2011. It took just over 12 months to, to do the writing process, which involves doing research and um, and then creating the literature and, and all of that stuff and then sort of cutting it up into chapters and so on. So what kind of challenges did you face actually getting the book published? I found that the writing process became quite fluent and straightforward and um, the editing process wasn't too bad. The, the challenging part was getting a publisher to carry it to print to actually carry the project right to the end to publish. That was the, the most challenging part. So I got the publisher. That, that's the, the beginning part. That seems to happen quite spontaneously, just straight away, really. And then they carried it to a certain level. And then they actually went bankrupt, the publisher who was working with me on this project. And I was like, oh, my gosh, so what am I going to do now? Do I start? What, what happens, you know? And I had to just, for a split second, it felt like it wasn't going to happen. And I had to just follow my own philosophy and keep trying, never give up, and keep pursuing. And I found another um, publisher. In fact, I'd, I'd sent out like a dozen emails, um, and I'd been doing some research and stuff like that. And it was just quiet for a little while. They didn't hear nothing. And out of the blue, somebody phoned me and said, Is you, are you Carl Foster? I said, yeah. They said, are you still looking for a publisher? I said, yes. You know. There's this lady who's um, a new publisher. She's looking for new authors and that um, to contact her. And that's what I did. And I contacted my publisher and told her what, what my book is about, what the message is about, and sent her some extracts of the book. And she was impressed. She said, yeah, we're on the same page because she lives by that philosophy as well. The rest is history. You know, by May, by May 2000 and... and um, 
12, it was published. And I was just like, I, I remember when I, when, cause they give you like um, a certain number of copies of your book for free. Um, after that, I think it's something like 21 or 22 copies. And she said, there's a guy in a van who's trying to find your address at the moment. He's got your copies of your book. And I was like, yes, you know, it's just like, you know how it feels, your author, you know how it feels. It was just like a really beautiful feeling. And my vision was to give my mum a copy of the book because my mum knew what I went through at school in terms of reading and writing. And it was like a chance to make mum proud. Oh, it certainly seems as if the law of attraction worked for you. <laughs> it was, I'll tell you, Nigel, it was really about holding on to that vision. And the funny thing is, in, in, my rea in my current reality of that time, if it was kind of going sideways, and all I really had was the vision. And then over a period of months, it, it manifested. So that moment, just getting that box with the first 20-plus um, copies of Self-Made was just like, wow. And it, I think the, the biggest part of that goal, achieving that goal, was being able to give back to the community, being able to go to schools and talk to young people, being able to do little groups, book rooms, and put groups of people in there and do inspirational talks with them and some exercises with them. All of those things, that was really, that's the best part of the goal, really, just being able to give back. Because um, I could sort of think of so many times sitting on my couch watching the news and they're saying, oh, there's this problems and these challenges in the community and just not being able to physically get get hold of people and, and try and help in some shape or form. So it was nice to actually be out there physically among people and, and talking something, something inspirational and trying to get ideas together. Has there been a particular life experience you believe changed you as a person? I think just this whole thing definitely changed my life. <clears throat> just that moment of um, that friend at work telling me to read a book. I could mention her name, but I don't know if she wants me to. <laughs> but she was, a, she, was a, she, was a, she was a wonderful person. In fact, I, I kept saying to her, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she said to me, Carl, I was simply a vessel that was sent to pass you the information. And that was basically all, it, all I was. But I, can't, I, I just can't see it like that. I just saw every time I see it, I say thanks. <laughs> basically, because um, I never thought that just by learning a new way of thinking could would change the whole course of my life. Because I'm quite a shy person and to sit in front, to stand in front of 200 people and read a book that I wrote, if you had told me, if, if we could go back to my past and you told me in the future you're going to be going on stage and doing that, I would say, no way, you know. I'd think to myself, I'd be scared to do it. That's what I love about personal development is that you can develop yourself to do whatever you want I was just saying there's so much more to, to all of us than what we even know. We, we sort of have an image or pattern of ourselves that this is me, but we don't really know if that's me or whoever or you or whatever. There's so much more to us. We can develop ourselves. So what other interests do you have, Carl? So outside the inspirational and personal development, I'm into health and fitness. I love music. Uh, music is just like everything music sort of creates the vibration that you want to go into and um, also into classic cars i like to get sports old, um, classic sports cars restore them get them running again and drive them around that's fun with them yeah <laughs> so i've got a sort of variety of different things i like i think whatever just keeps 
keeps me elevated and, and in the positive vibrations. That's my thing. So how can people contact you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook. I'm on. I'm also on YouTube as well. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Twitter. I was about to say MySpace, but does anybody still go on MySpace? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so we'll eliminate that one. But yeah, so I'm everywhere. Okay, so are you on Facebook? Definitely on Facebook. Okay, Carl. Well, thank you very much. Make sure you stay safe during this current coronavirus lockdown. Thank you, Nigel. And it's been an absolute pleasure. And wish you all the best. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe. Thank you.